0: Welcome, policy drivers. This is Donna Rudy coming to you from Washington, D.C., host of Drive Time Talks. In this episode, Chris Reynolds, Chief Administrative Officer, Manufacturing and Corporate Resources, hosts a virtual town hall with U.S. Senator John Cornyn for Texas. Senator Cornyn talks about serving on the president's task force and answers questions on COVID-19 testing and Congress's most recent coronavirus response efforts.
1: Buckle up policy drivers for Chris Reynolds' virtual town hall with U.S. Senator John Cornyn. Good afternoon, everyone, and uh, I hope this call finds you in good health and safety. And Senator Cornyn, thank you so much. It is a pleasure to have you with us today, especially given everything that's going on. Senator Cornyn has been a great friend to Toyota, Texas, starting when we first planted our roots in the Lone Star State back in 2003. Senator, you were at the grand opening of the San Antonio Manufacturing Plant. You joined us in 2018 for our 15th anniversary there, which was a time for celebration and reflection. So I know everyone is excited to get started. Senator, uh, please uh, give us the privilege of hearing about your work related to getting Texas through COVID-19, and then we'll move into a few questions collected from our team members. So, Senator, you have the floor.
0: Well, thank you, Chris, for that introduction, and to all my friends at Toyota for organizing this call. As Chris mentioned, back in 2003, I intended the grand opening of the plant in my hometown of San Antonio, and a couple of years ago, When they celebrated the 15th anniversary of that plant, they even let me drive a tundra off the assembly line without incident, I I should add. (laughs) Toyota's Texas footprint has grown. We know that the role that you play in our state has grown, and I think that's only been underscored by the current crisis. I appreciate the opportunity to spend some time talking to you about the work Congress has done in response to the coronavirus, including the main provisions of one of the most recent bills called the CARES Act. Of course, one of the biggest problems we're facing is the impact on public health and on our healthcare system and particularly our frontline heroes, our healthcare professionals. This pandemic found us with a lack of adequate personal protective equipment. And with the pandemic, you have countries all around the world competing for the same supply. One of those things this virus has taught us already is the vulnerability of our supply chain, particularly when it comes to medical equipment and pharmaceuticals. Mm. And, of course, that's something we are going to need to correct in the future. But Congress, as you know, has also tried to address not just the public health crisis, but also the economic crisis associated with it. In addition to the hundreds of billions of dollars to support hospitals and increase the availability of protective equipment and things like ventilators, when Congress votes on something and when the president signs it into law, it takes more than a flip of that switch for the relief to get to the doctor, nurse, or first responder. And uh, fortunately, as we all know, Toyota has stepped in to help. Tens of thousands of Toyota-made face shields are helping keep those frontline workers safe. And on behalf of the 29 million people of Texas that I have the honor of representing, I want to say thank you to all of you or stepping in to fill this critical shortage in personal protective equipment. The situation is truly unprecedented because, as I said, it's not just a public health crisis, it's it's a tremendous economic crisis. To Toyota's credit, it didn't furlough any of its direct employees, but I'm sure many of you have friends or spouses who have lost their jobs or out of work because of the virus. And just because the paycheck stopped coming in does not mean the bills stop. So the first thing we, did was to make sure we threw an economic lifeline to people who through no fault of their own weren't earning any income. And so we we agreed to send individual payments to adults of $1,200, making people making up to $75,000 in the annual income. And a family of four with a household income of up to $150,000 can receive a maximum of $3,400. We've already sort of, as a second line of defense, expanded unemployment insurance eligibility those who are self-employed or independent contractors and provided an extra benefit in federal unemployment benefits on top of the state's portion. The volume of unemployment compensation applications that's been filed with the Texas Workforce Commission has crushed their capacity, but they are growing that by the hour, by the day, and hopefully they will process all of those applications on a timely basis. The good news for those who who are applying but worried about the delay is that the payments, the benefits will be retroactive to the date you've actually lost employment but after hearing from business owners across texas we wanted to make sure that when we come out of this crisis from the public health perspective that the that the businesses and the jobs associated with them would still exist many of our small businesses are not only major employers they're part of the fabric of our communities and i just think of the supplier network for toyota's manufacturing process Even though they may not be big companies themselves, they play a major role in Toyota's ability to produce uh, top quality cars and trucks. And so to ensure that both these businesses and their workers can survive the crisis, we created something called the Paycheck Protection Program. This new loan program provides cash flow assistance to small businesses and is a powerful incentive, we hope, for them to keep connected with their employees, to keep them on the payroll. And so we provided an ability to borrow at a very low interest rate. But if you successfully keep your employees on the payroll till June, then that can be largely forgiven. This was so popular that the original $350 billion that we appropriated for it ran out in less than two weeks. And so last Friday, I was at the White House when the president signed legislation adding an additional $320 billion to this Paycheck Protection Program. As part of my responsibilities in Washington, I was selected to serve on the president's task force. There's simply no one-size-fits-all solution that will work for the entire country. Texas isn't New York, obviously, and Lubbock isn't Houston. So I think the best move is for our state and local leaders to work together, along with the federal government, to take careful measures to first and foremost protect the public safety. But then on an individual city or county basis, make decisions as circumstances permit. We all do not want to do this twice, so we need to get it right or as close to right as we can the first time. Senator, thanks so much. And
1: speaking of the work of the Congress and, of course, your work uh, as part of the task force, there's already talk, isn't there, about future packages on the horizon. Can you give us a sense, what do you think the likelihood is and what could be included?
0: Well, Chris, I don't think, I think, um, after spending 2.8 trillion dollars which if you had told me two months ago that we would have done that and that i would have Mm. supported every (laughs) every dollar (laughs) going out the door i would not have believed it so forgive me for the pun but i think it's time for us to maybe tap the brakes a little bit and Mm. to make sure that we see how what we've already done is put to work and of course stand by ready to do what else is necessary this really is unprecedented i was in uh, Congress shortly after 9-11. I was there after the 2008 meltdown of Wall Street. Nothing I've seen, and I don't think anything any of us have seen, maybe since World War II, rises to this uh, challenge. There's been some discussion about an infrastructure bill. If there's an opportunity to do that, I'm all in. Texas, obviously, is a big, growing state. We need Our roads and bridges. The first thing we need to do, I think, is to put out the fire caused by this virus and then to help people transition back to some semblance of normalcy.
1: Senator, before the call, we uh, asked our team members to send in questions. And based on what we've seen, the most common topic was about testing. Can you help us understand the funding designated for testing in the stimulus package? And I guess most importantly, when will we see increased access to COVID-19 tests based on, based on what you've seen?
0: That's a great question, and, and this is perhaps one of the most misunderstood and confusing uh, topics, because we know that the Center for Disease Control said in their protocols that only if you have exhibited symptoms of the uh, coronavirus is testing recommended. Now, I think testing has been opened up beyond that, but of course, because we were basically starting from standstill, Uh, we had to ramp up the capacity very, very quickly. And of course, the first people to be tested, in addition to those who are symptomatic, and about in Texas, about 10% of the people who present with symptoms actually have confirmed cases Mm. of the virus. But there's different types of testing. Some of them you're familiar with when you have this uh, nasal swab, which they basically, because this is a respiratory disease, way back in your nasal passages, they uncomfortably insert that there get a swab and then and then send it to the lab for testing there have been other tests that have been prepared now which I actually took when I went to the White House it's the Abbott labs ID quick ID test and they can actually get confirmation that within minutes that you are negative or or positive the problem is that Abbott labs is says they aren't sure they can build the capacity, scale this to, to basically be available to 330 million people so yeah. we're going they're doing more uh, all the time but I think what holds the most interesting promise is some of the things you're seeing happen in New York and California and some in Florida with antibody testing. Of course antibodies are, are the, the body's immune, system's response to people who get the virus, and you may not even know that you're sick, but your body still develops antibodies, those antibodies may, and this is still contested, has to be determined, may provide some level of immunity. If it does, then there's a question of how long. Is it permanent, or is it for months, or weeks, or a year, or, or so? And then the final thing that Dr. Burks, who uh, along with her famous scarves, is part of the press conference every night at the White House talked about antigen testing. And this is something that with a mere pinprick that people could actually even do at home. More testing will definitely be in our future. Um, But I think we're still looking at what the right mix of that looks like.
1: Last week, Toyota itself, we announced a manufacturing return to work strategy across North America. And uh, believe me, we spent many weeks creating new processes and protocols for each plant to stay in compliance with the CDC guidelines and what various states want, including the state of Texas. Safety and security of our team members, that's our number one priority, and we're working very hard to make sure that we can have that as high as possible. What do you think is the importance of us returning to work and getting the economy moving again, and how do you balance that out from your perspective as a as the senator from Texas?
0: Well, I applaud Toyota's leadership for putting the safety of your team first. We are not wired to live in isolation. And obviously, the economic consequences of this are vast and will be with us for a long time. And uh, some of the businesses that are currently in existence will not be there in the future. So it is important that we begin to look at what sort of practices and what sort of protocols will allow us to begin to open up. And I'm sure you all have given this a lot of thought and are putting... uh, lot of safety protocols in place i think you all could well lead the way in demonstrating how we can get back to work safely
1: with protecting your team at the forefront i know uh, based on your reference to 9-11 many of us lived through that the u.s has faced adversity before and we seem each time to come out of it more resilient and stronger but as i'm mindful of your time and, and in the few minutes we have left can you just give us your closing thoughts on what have we learned as a country and government, as we try our best to work our way out of the crisis. And what's your, your vision of the future after COVID-19, if we can just look beyond where we are right now? Please tell us.
0: As you say, um, Texans are pretty resilient and Americans are resilient as well. We're also very entrepreneurial and innovative as demonstrated by Toyota's pivoting to build uh, personal protective equipment. And so I'm very confident that we will come out of this and have learned many important lessons it's uh, going to be painful it has been painful uh, more for some than others again my heart goes out to those who maybe they work by the hour maybe mm. they've been told don't no, show up because there's no demand or you're in the service industry and the like so i'm i'm glad that we are pulling together on a bipartisan basis to to meet this emergency after the emergency passes we'll have to deal with the consequences of it for some time, but the one thing I hope we never do is allow something like this to happen again. That's mm. easier easier said than done, but we'll come through this as we always do uh, by neighbor helping neighbor. Uh, there's there's plenty of good news stories out there about people on the front lines who are helping each other out. They're great heroes uh, like our healthcare professionals who are treating the, the people who've acquired the, the virus, uh, uh, people who are helping those who maybe need a couple of bucks to buy some groceries when they're when they're not getting the paycheck come in the front door. So to me, that reveals the character of our state and of our nation and makes me very proud. So I'm confident we will get through this. We will learn a lot and hopefully uh, we can avoid this ever happening again.
1: Senator, I couldn't agree more. And thank you so much for not only spending time with us uh, during what I know, again, is a busy time for you, but also for your strong leadership for the Lone Star State. We wanna make sure that we respect your time. So we're going to end our call. And once again, thank you so much. And thanks to everyone for listening to our town hall. Senator, thank you. And that's it for
0: Drive Time Talks. Senator Cornyn closed by saying he's confident we'll get through this
1: crisis by the way we've come together for one another, for those in need, revealing the character of a great nation. This is Donna Rudy, signing off from Washington.